Hi, everybody. I hope this podcast finds you well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Filming You In. While being quarantined, we have been producing a bunch of new content for you all to listen to. We're very fortunate to be able to connect to our friends remotely, have some fun, talk movies, and share it for you all to hear. Today's episode was previously recorded last summer. Apologies for all the delays. It's better late than never, I suppose. I got together with my friends, both of whom named Mark. It was a Mark party for sure. We watched and reviewed the 1998 vampire action flick, Blade. Starring Wesley Snipes, Steven Dorff, and Chris Christopherson. The recording was a lot of fun. Jokes were made. Laughs were had. Blades were blades. Very excited to share this with you all today. One disclaimer before I let you go. We recorded Blade back in late June 2019. Then, about a few weeks later, Marvel announced that Blade will be joining the MCU and Mahershala Ali will take over for Wesley Snipes, a.k.a. Blade. When we recorded this episode, we did discuss a potential reboot for Blade and if we could see Blade being recasted. Spoiler, none of us thought that it would be two-time Oscar winner Mahershala Ali. I guess we all will just wait and see how Mr. Ali handles the Mr. Snipes role, literally because... Who knows when Hollywood will be up and running again. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that you all are staying safe and healthy during these difficult times. Keep practicing social distancing. Stay at home. We can all beat this virus if we do it together. It's what Blade would want you to do. Don't be a Deacon Frost. Be a Blade. Don't try to ice skate uphill. Thank you all for listening and enjoy Blade. Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's sound? How's sound? Speed! All right, guys, all right, one take, all right, mark it. All right, action. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You Win Show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. Floating pictures, it's so great. Movies, so join us, everybody, for the Film and You Win Show. How's it going, everyone? It's the Filming You In podcast. I'm Max. I'm here. I'm joined with my friends. I'm uh, Mark. Both by the same name. So you're Mark. Yes. Um, how are you doing, Mark? I'm good, man. I'm ready to talk about Blade, one of my favorite 90s action movies. Favorite? One of my favorites. One of your favorites. Um, I'm also joined by Mark. Hello. Mark There's Party. A, another Mark Party. So this is a Mark Party. Um, so to avoid, uh, avoid confusion, who wants to be called Mark and who wants to be called not Mark? Um, I'll be called Mark with a K. Mark with a K? I'll be uh, not Mark with a K. K-N-O-T. <laughs> Mark. I don't think I'm going to follow any of that, but um, we watched a movie, right? Yes. Yeah, we watched a movie called Blade, uh, 1998 Vampire Slayer Marvel action movie. Yes. Um, it was this a f- I think this was the first rated R Marvel movie. I, I, I uh, You're correct. Which is kind of crazy to think about yeah but is it the second marvel movie because howard the duck was first oh is that rated r i don't know if it's rated r but i mean is it the second marvel movie ever oh. no it's not the second marvel movie ever uh howard the duck did come before it so uh kind of a list i have um before blade we basically had uh 1986 it was howard the duck and then after that they, uh, they had like a captain america a punisher a fantastic four movie but not the ones that we know now these are like kind of I don't, I don't know if I'd call them failures, but um, Howard <laughs> the Duck is more notable. When's the last time you rented Howard the Duck? 
Um, I feel like I've seen Howard the Duck before, like the nineteen seventy Punisher movie. Okay. So, um, I haven't really watched all of them, but Howard the Duck, of course, is like more well known, and we yeah. know more Captain America now by the Chris Evans Captain yeah. America, great Captain America. So, Blade was kind of the first like uh, blockbuster Marvel movie. And it was also rated R. <laughs> Would you call it a blockbuster? Uh, I definitely think it falls into that. It came out in August 1998. It was like a kind of summer action film. Um, I think it did do well. It, it did, did do well. It did do pretty well. well um, they Because the success of Blade is like why X-Men happened a couple years later. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, after Blade, we have uh, X-Men 2000. Uh, Blade 2 came out. Uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man came out in 2002. Uh, then we had... Uh, Daredevil, uh, Hulk. Oh, oh Affleck's Daredevils. That's like one <laughs> of the worst movies. Uh, yeah, that, that's it's 2003. Amazing. So Daredevil. Uh, it's one of the greatest movies. Oh, first it's like Dark Knight, <laughs> and then Ben Affleck. We're not talking about the Daredevil. Netflix Daredevil. We're calling a uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil. Yeah. With Bullseye with Colin. Colin Farrell. Farrell's Bullseye. Michael Clark Duncan is the boss. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll cover that uh, another time. We'll save time. it for the Daredevil yeah. podcast, for the Affleck podcast. Um, also in 2003, uh, X2 came out, so the X-Men franchise. Yeah. Um, then Sam Raimi had Spider-Man 2. Then we had The Punisher with Tom Jane. Blade Trinity came out. And then it wasn't until 2008 yeah. that we got our first Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and then and so on, the whole Marvel Cinema Universe. Wow. Yeah, so Blade was kind of at the beginning of But there was Punisher trend. before that. That, yeah, but... Uh, that was pun- the first one? No, so the first Punisher came out. That's the one I don't really know. It wasn't... The, the Punisher you might be thinking of, Tom Jane, came out after Blade. Oh. Um, if that makes sense. Well, I'm just... It's just... I think it's interesting that, like, one of the first Marvel superhero movies had, like, a black actor as the lead. Like, yeah. yeah. Take never... that, Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, like... Did, what was that movie with, like, uh, <clears throat> Steel... What's that? What was Shaq. Shaq. Was Shaq. <laughs> that is not part of the Marvel That's universe. Not, yeah, that was Marvel DC, thing. though, right? Uh, Steel? Yeah. Was it anything? I, I think it was just Shaq playing an action I hero. Thought, I, I thought Steel was a DC comic. Does uh, Does anyone have a ruling on this? A uh, quick look up. Uh, I, I, I did not know Steel was a comic. Um, <laughs> I just thought Steel was just Steel. A very amazing movie with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Uh, before we get into Blade, let's kind of look at like the year it was coming out in as well. well as far 98? as like, yeah, ninety eight. So that was like right before. So the, the special effects were what stuck out with me because the Matrix came out. That's not. I mean, the skeletons yeah. coming out of their bodies well, is like yeah, that yeah, was yeah, amazing. Yeah. You know, the blockbusters were kind of coming out where you had movies like Armageddon, um, oh, and then. Mm. Uh, and then there's some uh, war movies. We had Thin Red Line. We had Saving Private Ryan come mm. out that year. We had Bugs Life and Ants come out. The, Bugs Life is one of my favorite World War II movies. 100%. <laughs> it's, uh, it's insane to see what the insects went yeah. through. Like, you and don't think about that. Was Thin Red Line animated? Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Hayao Miyazaki directed that. Um, <laughs> it was amazing. There's other movies that came out. There's something about Mary came out. The Truman Show came out in 98. Uh, a movie called The Big Lebowski came out in 98. So well, I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about the Matrix, but because that movie is so similar in tone a little bit, and there's like kind of some threads that are very close to Blade, which came out in '99. Matrix, yeah, the Matrix came out a year later. So we're kind of you know we're in this you know the Matrix is much better by the way. Oh, one (laughs) hundred spoiler. When I was watching it, I was thinking the same thing because it's like it's very similar in tone. Like there's like a sexy club. 
uh, leather, yes. vamp, like all that kind of style, right? Uh, like like gu- gun fu. Yeah, and yeah. Shit. Let's yeah. come back. Let's that. come back to this though. I guess <clears throat> like what's uh, but the matrix. I would do. So I do want to talk about the matrix. Because that came out a year later. I kind of only later, want to yeah. talk about The Matrix. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Let's do The Matrix podcast yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. All right. Throwing the script out. Um, but We're blade... taking the blade okay. to the pound. We're so... going to pause the podcast right now. <laughs> and watch and The Matrix. The next, the next time you hear our voice will be three weeks later. <laughs> yes. What? Calendars are flipping right now. Okay, we're back. Max, you have a beard now. Yeah, that's I a do great have a beard. beard. Uh, so that's the, amazing. So the Matrix. Mark, uh, you're a woman. <laughs> and you, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you have, you have hair now, and it's blonde. I, I know. I have big blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a pastor's wife from uh, yes. the '80s. Call me Martha now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Martha. Okay, back to the Blade podcast right, that we started three weeks ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so, Blade came out August 1998. It is officially going to be uh, 21 years old. So, Blade, Blade is legal beer. legal to dr- uh, drink and drive. Mm. Or just maybe just drink. Yes. So... <laughs> Should, should we should we do like a little sketch where we get like a Blade DVD and like take it out for its 21st birthday? <laughs> like, like we're like drinking with it at bars and getting shots and stuff. Yeah, you like you put the the shot between the little hole in the middle of the of the disc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just show like the, the the movie throwing up and yeah, getting uh, arrested. Yeah, for public intoxication. Blade goes to jail. Uh. The, no, the, the Blade DVD. Blade DVD. Blade Blu-ray, maybe, at least. We yeah. can take the Blu-ray out for a few uh. drinks. Uh, Blade, 21 years old, came out in 1998. That's crazy. That's 21 um, years old. Yeah. We, um, did you guys watch this in theaters? No, I didn't. I actually came way late to this. Uh, the Blade game. I, uh, yeah, I, I watched I, it a week ago, so... I I honestly for the, for the first time I thought it looked so dumb. Like when I saw the tra- when I saw the trailer for it, and I never, I kind of felt like it was just kind of like a Blackula exploitation movie that had some techno and some action scenes thrown in. I thought I thought the premise looked dumb, and uh, and then my friend uh, also Marcus, another Mark. Too many told me that he re- I, he recommended that movie to me. I was like, "There's no way that movie's good," and I found it on VHS when I was at Goodwill, and I was like, "Okay, I can spend fifty cents, and I'm going to watch Blade on VHS." And I was very much surprised how good it was. Wait, so you own this on VHS? Yes. And so why did you rent it twice? Well, I... <laughs> for the dr- dramatic effect. Yeah. The story is nothing without the renting of the movie twice. No one knows. Uh, Mark's like, I had to rent this movie twice to try to watch this. And now we're finding out he has a 50 cent VHS uh, yeah. in his possession. I, know. I think I think we're ready. We're going to get into the film focus now. I think we're, okay. we're ready to focus, right? Uh, but it is 21 years old. We should let... Mark, do you want to let people know that there's going to be spoilers? Oh, yeah. Um, if you've not seen Blade in the past 21 years... Um, you should not listen to the rest of this because they're spoilers. Okay. Or should you just listen to it? Or just listen to it because we actually haven't seen it either. We're just going to make it <laughs> The spoilers are, are going to be made up too. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So you've been warned. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, oh, okay. It's going to be interesting. I'm like, I don't even know anything about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Was I supposed to watch it? So this, the rest saw, of this is just improv. We looked at the poster. <laughs> for a while, I, w- I looked at the poster for the duration of the movie. Yeah, for like two, hours, two hours. I just stared at the poster and was like, oh. <laughs> I just imagined what <laughs> was going I get on. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> I don't need to watch it. I get it. All right, let's go into the film focus. Hey, hey, hocus pocus, it's the film focus. How would you sum this movie up, though, Mark? If, if you're, uh, you know. Okay, so this is a this is an action adventure movie. Um, I guess you could call it a comic book movie. But well, it's to definitely me, a comic book movie, though, right? I, it, it has a it has a different tone to me. It doesn't feel like Marvel a modern is not plastered anywhere on it, like at all. No, no, like, that is true. So I'm going to call it an action adventure movie starring Wesley Snipes as a vampire hunter, who he's half vampire and half human, and somehow he has the ability to like still have all the powers of being a vampire, but he doesn't have all the weaknesses. Like, so he can go in daylight. And he's not allergic to silver bullets and stuff like that, but he still has like their power and stuff. And so he's working with Chris Christopherson, <laughs> which I think is amazing. Abraham Whistler. Abraham Whistler on a never-ending quest to get revenge on the vampires. They're 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 waging a war against them, mainly because Blade's mother was killed by the vampires, and he has a personal vendetta against them. And uh, you find out that, uh, I guess, he was living on the streets for a long time. Feeding on the homeless. Feeding on the homeless. Eating homeless people. That's where Whistler found him. Yeah. yeah. So (laughs) Abraham Whistler finds him eating homeless people. (laughs) 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 It's like... This kid's got moxie. You need a father mentor. <laughs> Come with me. It's interesting because he just drops that story later in, the, in this movie. He just yeah. drops this. At the point when he drops it to Karen, it, yeah. it is a great moment. He just kind of glances over it like, he was eating homeless people. Yeah. So, and I, I guess that's probably pretty, pretty much a good vendetta or a good uh, synopsis of like the vendetta that he's on. Yeah. And we can, can just kind of start from the beginning, I guess. Blade's a daywalker who, who hunts vampires. Yeah. Essentially, that's all we kind of really know at the beginning of this movie. He's a daywalker. So we found out that, you know, vampires live amongst us and they have like this underground society, <clears throat> mafia-esque uh, world. Mm-hmm. They want to coexist with the humans, though, and they have been for for forever, coexisting underground with the humans and kind of the lower part of society. Like, you know, vampires are kind of not... A lot of people don't even know that they live amongst us and right. that they... And they don't know. Vampire... They don't know. Well, except for Blade and, yeah. and, and uh, Whistler. Yeah, people who are hip to the game. Yeah, and other I people. I bet the that, government knows. Um, <laughs> they own the government, though. They, yeah, and oh, that's right. They, they do. They they make it a point that the, the police are in the pocket of uh, the vampires. I mean, clearly. Yeah, and what we also know about uh, the vampires is uh, they have uh, in this world, in this vampire movie, they are allergic to garlic. Yes. Silver. Um, Wood. Yeah. Yeah, uh, crosses don't do shit. Uh, yeah, that, that's very clear. So crosses don't do shit. But yeah, that was uh, my blade voice, by the way. Oh, you got to work on it. Okay, well, we got a whole thirty those, minutes. Those too many words. <laughs> <laughs> How does, damn. Okay, damn, damn. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's more. <laughs> How is that? We also know that they are allergic to sunlight. Except oh, yeah. if they have sunscreen, sunscreen on, or yes. uh, some kind of special sunblock, which we will talk. A lot about later. SPF 200. Um, mm-hmm. And they also have super strength and very quick healing powers. So they're kind of like yes. Wolverine. They're they like, are very uh, much uh, like Very Wolverine. much like Logan. And they also love raves. Oh, yeah, yeah. They love... Like Wolverine. They, <laughs> Wolverine <laughs> loves a get down. He loves was, a good rave. Him and Professor X, Raven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually joined the X Men. He's like, "Oh, is this a rave? Is this ecstasy? Are you guys the X Men?" We should rave while you're plugged into the thing where you can see everyone on Earth. X Men, ecstasy united. <laughs> yes. 
yeah, so they're allergic to UV rays and uh, they like partying. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. There's a, they have a, a worldwide network, kind of like a, and there's like, kind of like a, they're like the Freemasons, like controlling the world, puppeting like all yeah. the humans. But they're, but Deacon doesn't like Deacon Frost, the name of the main bad guy, doesn't like that they have to live in the shadows. He's like, hey, these are our food. Yeah, we should be on top, and we should be kings. Yeah, out of the shadows. Listen here, old man. Yeah. Yeah, and I use the internet and listen to techno, <laughs> and my group's taken over. Yes. And we, we also know about him too. Is uh, everyone in this council minus um, Frost? This, I mean, I'm not going to call him Deacon because everyone just says Frost most of the movie, anyways. Um, but he's not a pure vampire. Uh, we know that he was once human, and that's a big thing in the council. He's a, yeah, he's a mug blood. It's like. A, is that was that the term that they actually? Well, it, in Harry Potter, if you're like, oh yeah, that's what I thought. We're if you're like a magic user born. It's actually like, where J.K. Rowling got it was Blade. Yes, very inspired by Blade. <laughs> but in this case, uh, everyone yeah. else is like a pure vampire. We've right. been a vampire from birth, whereas uh, Frost kind of has this angst and like this anger because uh, he's like not one of them or something. It just seems like the, he's kind of the villain that is out to prove. Because he's a second-class citizen because he's not pure. Yeah, because he's not pure. Right. He's not pure. And they always use that as a dig to him, too. It's like, you're not pure. You'll never understand. You're you're not pure. Why is he even at this meeting? Like... It, it why also, is he? Why is he invited to these like meetings? So, like, why is he there? Does he like? Let's hey, talk hey, about. Dad. Let's talk about this meeting though, because everyone else is seated. They're like, bring him in, because they're upset about the rave incident, right? Okay. And we'll talk about it in a yeah. little bit, but this meeting though, it, I my favorite part is he's standing in the waiting room mm-hmm. before this meeting, and like they're ready for you. He Frost, then, you can come in. Yeah, he then <laughs> grabs a cigarette and lights it. It was just like it's. There was this moment of. Well, shouldn't he have been waiting, smoking a cig? He's like, there's this whole moment that you have to watch him grab a cigarette, put it in, light it, then he's like going to walk into this meeting smoking one. Well, it's kind of like uh, you're when you're smoking a cigarette, you're like taking up more space, you know? And then like, because like people have to deal with you yeah. when you're smoking a cigarette. So you go into that boardroom, it's like, listen, vampires, and smell me. Uh, listen Mark, and smell, bitches. Is he giving too much... <laughs> <laughs> Old Frosty's got something to say. Is, so... <laughs> Um, do you like that? So is Mark giving too much? Mark is Mark giving? Too, is he giving too huh? much credit to the writer in this, or is that just like a cool way to enter? I mean, this whole movie is full of stuff like this. Yeah, like of just like dumb, a brilliance of just like these dumb little moments of just like wait, what? The the movie starts with this guy that's 90s, he's partying. Nineties guy with this beautiful lady. Yeah, and yeah. they're driving a fast car mm-hmm. and. Like while they're driving, he they reach over and like grab his junk, and they're like, "Come on, baby, I'll take you somewhere cool." Yeah. And then they far out. Yeah, and then he's like, "All right, (laughs) I've got an erection." And then they take him to this meat packing plant, and if you like, there's a bunch of like dead cows, and he's like, "Whoa, far out." Yeah. Yeah. And then he sees people. Yeah, and if you're looking carefully, you can see racks of people on hooks. That he like, sees. Behind, but he kind of sees like, what? Is he just too? He sees yeah. Is he too gone into party zone to really? He's know just what's too going horny on? to notice. He wants to fuck that girl. Yes. Wait. So <laughs> normally the dead would... people on racks <laughs> can be in a place where they will. When's the last time you've been to a party with dead people on racks? Well, a couple days ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why you, you guys never you, you never come up. over to uh, um, my house parties, my get togethers, because they're like, he's always hanging dead people and rats. <laughs> yeah. And alive people, yeah. for all I know. I got this guy from Costco. <laughs> Fresh off the rack, but Fresh then, but then the I rack. grabbed your boner and That's said, "Do you want a party?" Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. so what? This is actually just a. Uh, it's like kind of when you go into a hotel and you open the door, and then there's like a little pocket of nothingness, and then you have to open another door and to get into the real hotel. Mm. So this is what happens is like there's a back door in the meat rack lobby, and then you're actually in a secret rave if you go in the door behind that. And inside, the party's happening, and it is popping off. Oh, man, it's great. It's a real <laughs> yeah. Matrixy time, like, for, for sure. It's a super Matrixy time. There's this techno, there's flashing lights. At one point, we see one of the main vampire characters that grow with the blonde hair, mm-hmm. and, like, they, they literally do, like, a speed flash, like, yes. double-take thing of her just, like, like, like yeah. moving really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, okay. Yeah. And he also that the, that he bumps into Deacon Frost. That's like his first shot, and, and then like he bumps into him, and then Deacon Frost just turns around his shoulder and He's looks walking. at him. He's like, "You touched me," and then that was his debut, and he walks on. And then the guy goes, "Wait, are you Stephen Dorf?" <laughs> and this is the weirdest episode of True Detective season two. <laughs> <laughs> I had, yeah. Then Those Steven, guys are going crazy. Then Steven Dorf just got upset because he didn't know who he was. He's like, You look like Steven Dorf. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy my rave. I, I love that the DJ he has two flashlights like taped to his head. Oh yeah. Bloodbath? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, DJ Bloodbath. Uh, <laughs> was that his DJ name? It's like it's like on a sheet, spray yeah. painted. It just says bloodbath. It's like spray painted in blood. Yeah, well, or and it's almost blood. foreshadowing for what comes next. Yeah, which is the uh, sprinkler sprinkler system literally rains down blood on the party. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at first, where I did they th- get all that blood? We don't know. Why? Well, it's probably is... from the people on hooks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I'm guessing maybe from the cows. Yeah. Or the slaughterhouse too. And is it for effect? Are they like, is this food? Are they loving this blood? Oh, we don't know. Loving. I mean, they're into it, but like, is it just because it's, it represents their food? Or are they also just like, this is delicious. So they're loving it. <laughs> what was confusing to me in this opening scene is he's the only human that we know of that's there. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a few times we see a few other humans getting feast on, but you think like the point of these raids would also be to like lure humans in there to feed on them but it felt right. like i didn't see enough of that we just kind of followed one party like is this guy, guy enough food oh. for everyone is everyone just gonna get like a tablespoon of blood well, <laughs> like, and also they're raving but no one actually goes after him for a while they're more like showing off their fangs and he falls over a few times like i thought like well, we gotta wait for the bloodbath drop <laughs> well no the, i'm talking yeah. about the, when after it was that, happening yeah. when the bloodbath's going on he has enough time to like fall over and move around the group well, until yeah. he is approached by Blade. Well, which is his knight in shining armor. And okay. that's, when, that's yeah, when but... you see him for the first time. And honestly, that is what kicks off what I think is probably one of the coolest parts of the movie. Yes. Um... <laughs> that first scene was just like, all right. Like, <laughs> it's so good. It's so fucking cool. And here in shining black leather, wearing sunglasses inside, oh, oh yeah, sunglasses. is the gorgeous human vampire, well... What's it called? Daywalker? Daywalker. Half human, half vampire. It's a daywalker. Blade. Damon. Blade. Uh, uh, and then Blade uh, kills the vampires. Oh. He, he shakes he up the raid. He kicks their ass. Yeah. 
He does. Uh, he has tons of different weapons. He's got a sword, uh, which is, I think, covered in some sort of vampire acid. It's silver. Silver, and there's like, I think they say at one point there's like an acid edge or something. But I always got confused throughout this whole movie, but especially in this scene of the death process with vampires, because we're used to more like stab him in the heart or like a zombie movie's hit him in the head. It felt like he can just kind of either shoot him with a gun or slice him. I think he has special bullets. The bullets have, yeah. are silver coated. Actually, garlic yeah. cloves. And they actually <laughs> they have like essence of garlic in the head of the bullet. Gotcha. The essence of garlic. Yeah. Gotta... They show him making bullets later in the movie. Well, they also show him shopping for the essence of garlic, too. Yes. So that's why I brought that up. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I got to go to the store and get some garlic. <laughs> Headed down to the Kroger. I got to get some new batteries yeah, yeah, yeah. for get my vampire UV mass lights. murder weaponry. <laughs> then we just see him like at a shopping yeah. store. like He's got... He's well, also a got... sale on garlic. He's got like this double barrel shotgun thing that, that also has like the silver bullet like shotgun pellets and then it also has like silver spikes in the mm. bottom of it like that launch them out and so it will launch like silver spikes he can stab people. people with it it's like a yeah. bayonet and maybe his most silly weapon is like a boomerang boomer- knife okay <laughs> ridiculous but that is one of the coolest parts like I want, like when he gets it out and he does the dumb smile and then throws it and it's like eh. okay yeah. but like the movies <laughs> That was, exactly. <laughs> that was the trailer too. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows that from the no, trailer. No, that was probably. in the movie. <laughs> well, it was in the movie as well. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. like uh, the scene that ever I remember the most from the trailer mm. is just thrown around. Yeah, he throws um, around a boomerang that that goes in like an arcing, circling motion and yeah. kills five vampires. Yeah, it kills everyone but uh, Quinn. Oh, yes. Yeah, except for Quinn. And that that's kind of, to my point, he throws what looks like silver into his shoulder and pins him against the wall. Yeah. Uh, but apparently that's not the going to kill you kind of. That well, actually... it's in his shoulder. Well, yeah, because he, he takes another one and, and yeah. further pins him. Yeah. Well, and we've... They said there's later in the movie where Blades, when he gives the gun to Karen, he's like, you got to shoot them in the head and the heart. Otherwise, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. But... So you can injure them, but like to kill them, it's yeah. got to be... Kill, kill shot. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like there's other moments where I saw him just slicing someone in half on the torso and they vanished and stuff. So I guess I'm just kind of confused of what are, what <laughs> why, are the why they don't explode into fire. You mean? <laughs> yeah, like it's just like wait. So okay, because no. Karen hasn't made the the juice yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this is no, happening in the nightclub. Yeah, it does this happen in the nightclub. He's slicing people in half. I was like, I thought you gonna stab them or take their head off and then this guy's like shoulders fine that, that boomerang yeah. did it go perfectly through everyone's it's, heart uh, yeah it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's kind a, of a headshot it's, uh, it's a movie <laughs> <laughs> I, that's fine but we're, t- we're talking about we're talking you about know? this movie i wanted a little bit more consistency in my killing absolutely um, as we all do also it was great too when uh, one of my favorite characters is quinn in this movie yeah uh, played by donald lug mm-hmm. or luge Lug. he's the oh. only he's the only thing at all in this movie that is funny yeah, and he's the only thing in this movie like, that so he's kind of aware of okay. what movie they're in as well. Yeah, I, I felt like he was a little out of place because everyone else, like uh, Chris so Christopherson, like a little too <laughs> serious, and he's like, yeah. "Whoa, bro, my head, just grab that." It's so it's so ridiculous that he's like the right hand man, like, he's like the head lieutenant of Deacon. Frost. It makes no yeah. sense. It's more like they're like, like this idiot is my right hand man. Deacon doesn't even get mad at him ever. Also, uh, yeah, Quinn's so, great though. Something that's I, that I had no, I kind of forgot about until I just rewatched it yesterday. The opening, his first shot is him getting a blowjob 
and he's making out with another girl. And then there's a th- there's like a third guy just on the bench, oh, just yeah. like just smoking watching. a cigarette and just like watching. Oh yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Quinn has been um, stuck on the wall. Like yeah, Blade so has taken both his shoulders out and. He the, pins him with the silver, the silver spikes. Um, yeah, and, and then, then he, and he, he pumps up his fist when he oh, does he it. Oh, he pumps his fist. Nineteen ninety eight. We're pumping fists. I, I don't know it. about for me, but yeah. like when the fist pump happened, it wasn't even when he smiles with the thing. When the fist pump happens, I'm like, oh, okay, this is oh, yeah. what this movie's gonna be like. Yeah, awesome. That felt like right if, before this take, he was like playing NBA in the zone ninety eight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fist pumping when he slam dunked. But I don't even think like NBA players fist pump that lame. You know. Like, oh. There is something about oh, it. Oh, you that... thought that was lame? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... how did they? I, did I you was think confused. it was lame. It is literally like a fucking cheese platter. Oh. Like, the whole movie is just full of Dude, just like these different. I think it's it's so. I think it's really cool. Like okay, so <laughs> think about this. So you're watching the event. Well, that sums and a lot up. <laughs> Captain America does something, and he this like. No, it's not, it's not just a but fist this is, pump though. This is a like, completely just, different character. Though. Well, it's it's not that I don't like it. It's just interesting because it does not translate to now. Like that is a very much a, yeah. like late nineties thing to have to have had or to have happened. Fist pumping and like all like like he doesn't have much dialogue throughout the whole movie. Everything mm-hmm. he says is like fucking puns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. puns everywhere. For me, there's two things. He's like, he's like, uh, there's always yeah. somebody trying to ski uphill. No, <laughs> like, oh, saying, yes. I wrote, like I wrote that. down my favorite Blade quotes, and that yeah. is one of them. I know, same. <laughs> I feel like you could say like anything. Like, there's yes. always somebody emptying out the garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> always going to be somebody hanging up the pictures <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> you can just say you're, you're killing him, dude. <laughs> Your jokes are with the essence of There's garlic. Always somebody gonna be peeing in the toilet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. There's always a dog taking a dump in a, <laughs> in a pool <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you are a uh, definition of killing it right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So yeah. for me, so talk- going back to the fist pump though, it's yeah. two things for me. It's it's one, the director directed that scene. They went through that take, and they decided in the editing phase that that's the best one to use. Is him going like this yeah, kind of, yeah. and then and then two. Well, I didn't know that you directed this movie, so this says a lot. <laughs> it says a lot. <laughs> You're Stephen uh, Norrington. <laughs> the Holy Stephen shit. Norrington. I said, "Call me Martha." Um, <laughs> Second, it, for Sorry. me, this movie is very um, R-rated in its tone yeah. and its language and its visuals, and it felt like that uh, fist pump moment. It was more in a G PG Disney movie, it is, so it felt weird. It was like, all right, he's technically a comic book character, Score. too. So like, exactly. it kind of makes sense, even though the movie isn't really yeah. like the comic book vibe. Yeah, those little things that happen are kind of you know comic book. I do. Yeah. I do I, I, maybe this was the wrong time to but talk about this. Like, but it's ridiculous. Like, I'm with you, but I <laughs> yeah, still thanks. like that. I, I, I was just throwing it out there. I still I like we that gonna... it happened. I, 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 maybe this is the wrong time to talk about this, but this might Or it be... could be the right time. It could be the right time, though, because <laughs> this is a good example of, of kind of why I like this movie so much, because I, I guess comic book movies are huge right now, and, and the thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way about them is they take themselves so seriously. Like all the Avengers movies are like, there's oh, there's so much meaning and like feeling behind all of this, and like, I feel like a comic book is like something that's like 25 pages. You read it kind of on the bus on the way to school. You're done with it by the time that you get to the school, and like you had fun on the bus ride, and then you move on with your life. What school do you go to? 
Um, and and this movie, it's just like it's just like a little bite-sized story. Like you you start right. You don't start at the very beginning. You like you start in the movie, and and like it's it's kind of not that complicated to understand, and it's fun. And Blade is like this character that literally has no arc. He's the same character that he is in the beginning, in the end. They're exactly the same person. He has no arc whatsoever. And like, I kind of, if I want to and have like a comic book experience, I feel like Blade is like a perfect bite sized comic book movie. <clears throat> Because yeah. of the fist pumps. Well, <laughs> it definitely adds to the I, charm and character. I like that you said uh, bite yes. size. Like, I would know. be like. <laughs> oh, because it's a vampire movie? It's a vampire. Like, I if, thought that's if, where we were. I going. wish we could see a cut without the fist pump, and I bet it would just change that whole scene. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Like, Hate it. Um, Snipes would have lost his Oscar. <laughs> 100%. Or his MTV Movie Award, whatever, yeah. whatever came first. Uh, so then right after that, he's well, like, I'm tired of chopping you up. Let me let me. He I want to respond. To, I want to respond to what you said. Oh, for please, a please. Because the the difference, though, that in my argument is, uh, we have the say Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. That is a, a comic book movie, and that one kind of knows the tone and the style that they want to go there. It's about the joke quibs. It's about kind of the sense of humor. The thing that was weird with Blade is. For me, 80% of the movie was taking itself extremely seriously. Extremely and then seriously. there's like 20% thrown in there of like, wait, what? Oh, so if it was like consistently kind of a little bit more zany, like that fist pump, oh. that would make sense. But the rest of it is like so serious. I, I, it's very, very I, serious. Crazy. Well, I We're think... talking about the end of the world. I, Chris Christopherson, yeah, yeah. there was no jokes with this guy. He's like, oh my God, my leg hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, spoiler: he has a limp. <laughs> there was, I mean, there was a scene where he was like filling gas into Blade's car and smoking a cigarette. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess it wasn't a, a verbal joke. He's but... from the seventies. Right? <laughs> yeah, that part was great too. But, but back before but cars I, exploded, I do, I yeah. do think that uh, that it's okay to take it yourself seriously. Like, yeah. and I even think that fist bump thing is uh, Blade taking the character of Blade seriously. Yeah. I think that that to me, I think that's on brand with the tone. I don't. I wouldn't call that zany. Like I would actually call that like I'm trying to be a badass superhero that completely has no nuance to him. He, he his fighting style is just complete force of force. Like he doesn't do anything intelligent. Sometimes he and the other person don't even kick each other. They just kick the air for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely not, uh, not intelligent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can move on from this. I guess maybe for me well, it, was, it was the ratio is, of cheese to uh, seriousness that felt off yeah. at times. Is, it was like it was not bad. The fist pump for me was bad, but I like the cigarette pumping gas scene though. That, yeah. one, that one's pretty great. <laughs> but I want to get to this point too because. Or like just this next point about bringing up something about the movie that doesn't make any sense to me is he catches the guy on fire. Yeah. Um, yes. Quinn. Yes. Um, he burns, uh, and he's about to. He looks at the the human that was there that he saved. Like, yeah. To see if he has any bite marks. Cops come, and then he Batman's. He's gone. He's yeah, just dead. yeah, just vanishes. Yeah. And the next scene, we go to the morgue. And they descend his still smoldering body, <laughs> like smoldering to the point when they unzip the bag. The doctors. This is also where we first meet Karen. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, Karen. Yep. She. The guy opens up the bag and it's like 
steam and smoke yeah. comes out because I mean I was like did, you couldn't let him like cool off like yeah. first like get him directly to the morgue yeah <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, he's still on fire I don't care this body must be examined now yeah because he's and, smoldered and they don't even body. talk about the smoke they're just like oh that is rank this is uh, this is so smelly yeah you think there'd be some more investigating <laughs> yeah. like we don't need to get this body to see a paramedic or anything like this one's toasted he was also yeah. really interested that, you know, right. we, we meet Karen as well he was also really interested in talking about uh, uh they, that they used to hook up yeah curtis i wrote down his name oh, okay he, I was about to look that up. he comes curtis. up later he comes up later i guess it was uh, it was uh yeah but, every every character yeah. from the movie gets a conclusion yeah, yeah. Like, i know it's so one. it's so crazy because at the end we were worried about curtis we we're like yeah. what happened to curtis Be- <laughs> basically uh she's a hemat- hematologist i think is the yeah. word where she she studies blood and like this this uh corpse has uh, vampire blood in it and this is baffling can you check this out karen and then so they're in together like the guy that's performing the autopsy and karen the curtis hemat- curtis and uh karen and uh <laughs> like they're like hey did you ever have second thoughts about us and she's like yeah but then i remembered how much of an asshole you were and then like right after that he comes the the corpse come Quinn comes Quinn. to life and like ah! like snacks on Curtis's neck and like okay I guess that backstory was pointless. But then he bites you are delicious. And then moments later, uh Karen, who she ends up being a main character in this movie, but he bites her too. I was like, Yeah, Quinn bites Karen right away. And then uh on cue, here's Blade. Yeah, uh, Blade did not waste any he time. He continues to use her as well. No, actually, he follows the body there. That's right. Never mind. I was gonna say he used it, her as bait, but that was later. Now, on. Yeah, I, later I will on. say this is definitely bad writing because this this doesn't make any sense. Why, if he he yeah, says think, he comes to finish him off, I'm like, well, you you could have finished him off when you had set him on fire. Yeah, like you could. Oh, this could have <laughs> like, been over. This could have been over a long time ago. He lit him on he's fire a and character. Like... <laughs> and I'm skiing uphill right now. <laughs> <laughs> It was a mistake. I'm sorry. Uh, Not perfect. He had the opportunity to when he set him on fire. Like, yeah, it doesn't. Off. It doesn't make any sense. It was well, clearly bad writing. They were just like, well, we have to get to see the next scene. So well, that's... and they give us like this backstory with Karen. Like, I guess thanks for letting us know that they were dating. Like, that yeah, it was completely pointless. Um, <laughs> completely and then pointless. completely pointless. Obviously, at the end too, with with Curtis, it's just kind of like this moment of like it's not even a payoff I'll, on their relationship I'll, as well. Yeah, it's just like uh, I will say it subverted expectations because I felt like oh something, and it kind of made like when he cam- comes to life jump out more because like, yeah. like oh that's over holy. You know, like it has. There is a good jump to that scene. I, will I think say. there would have been a jump if we didn't know who Curtis was. He could have just been random I, morgue person, and she could be like, "Hey, yeah. you should look at this blood stuff." And he's like, "That doesn't look right." <laughs> you know, like it still works. Do you ever have second thoughts about us? Oh, um, <laughs> he's still like continuing to like get her back as he's getting eaten. After this is done, I want to take you out for dinner. Uh, <laughs> uh, when do you get done tonight? This movie does not gain anything from the Curtis uh, Karen backstory no. at all. all. All it really gains is that Karen uh, studies yeah. blood. But uh, then, and then Blade comes to save the day, and I have to say I love this moment again because the burning <clears throat> Quinn with like no flesh, like <laughs> runs away. Oh yeah, and then the cops come in, 
And then he the the burning flesh man runs past the cops, and the cops start shooting blade. that blade. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is, is like. They're trying to say about it's a, society. It's a commentary. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like a Key and Peele sketch. Like absolutely. Like, oh, there's a zombie running right past. But he's white. He's fine. <laughs> Shoot the black man. That's true. And then. <laughs> oh, he's got a black woman in the best zombie. He's Doesn't matter, up. he's a white man. There's a black man there. <laughs> We're police, goddammit! They don't say freeze! <laughs> yeah. They just start shooting oh right God. into his chest. So um, And then God. and there's like <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh my it's god! Like, are you are you out of your goddamn mind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they run away. Yeah. It's so amazing. So my my thing. <laughs> it's one of Blades. He has so many awesome lines in this movie, and that's my like the first one he has that I love. Um, it's so interesting because I didn't even really think about that at first. They do just let the corpse run past him. Yeah. Oh wow. It's, oh, it's that's pretty it's, amazing. It's amazing. That's when we find out. That's basically what the movie I think was trying to tell us is that um, Blade isn't like working like Batman is working with the cops or something, right? Yeah. Um, but the best part is he had to. They, well, the we cops know, are we know, by the vampires. Well, some of them. We, we find maybe out, these yeah. ones are maybe that's yeah. why the courts because there's like I oh mean, that guy's a vampire oh, let him pass that's a good point you're that could right. be but at, in the moment blade. we are left with that imagery that that yeah. happened uh, my thing though oh, is man. if Blade Blade's deep regardless <laughs> if, <laughs> regardless Writing isn't bad it's actually really deep and we're idiots <laughs> regardless yeah. if, regardless if the these cops means something <laughs> oh, okay. about sexism actually so regardless though if the cops are working for the vampires or not they're all. clearly against Blade right um this is not the first floor of the hospital, so that means Blade. Uh, I've been to hospitals before. Um, I'm sorry. There's a check. <laughs> there, there, there. There's a check in. Okay? There's a check. Did you get bit? Well, not personally. I've been. <laughs> oh, Max is get him. Blade has to check in and get to like the eighth floor, fifteenth floor, whatever floor Man, they are in this Batman hospital. Skills, he walks in through the elevator. He just walks in through like the front. Like a door of that hallway, yeah, he just yeah. kind of walks right in. Well, like, like clearly, it's not an option. And where did all those He's cops gotta... come from? So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, there, yeah. there's clearly cops in this there's... building, and they didn't stop there... them at like the entrance. I, I will say there is like a motif in this movie of like, uh, just magically of, of, of the public not noticing what's going on. We're yeah, yeah we we're talking about this yeah. podcast. Oh. Like, like, um, uh, like, like a when he's like beating a, a cop a, outside, a like against, in the his, daylight, in the daylight on the middle of a New York City street, getting uh, his head banged against a cop car also, by a man with a sword. Also, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Are cell phones invented yet?" Yeah. There's a mo- there's a moment also when Frost throws uh, a, a, a young Asian girl at him, and he shoots some bullets at him in mid daylight, and nobody like reacts. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, we got to talk about that. Scene oh, we later. will. We will. Uh, that part's so, amazing. So Blade saves Karen. Yeah, like, Blade saves her Karen from a window to another but, building with vampire magic. But I thought it was interesting. He saves Karen, but he doesn't check on Curtis because he checked on the other guy as well. So he wasn't concerned about Curtis. Yeah. Maybe becoming I a have vampire. A Curtis is white. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it is. You're think, so right. Well, he would have stabbed him or well, something. He would have like Karen, let him not turn. Karen and Blade have like an interesting relationship, um, and I think. What I my theory is is that uh, Blade uh, he was like C sectioned uh, from his mother like after she had gotten bit like he was saved uh, post vampire bite and that's how he got his powers and uh, I feel like he, he that Karen reminds him of his mother and that's why he saved her. 
Because he has a, a baby memory? Yeah, because he has, like, a baby memory of, he like, his mom. I know, but, like, because he like, gets that flashback when he sees her. Right. Like, real quick, but it's like, do you remember that? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. do you, you I don't know vampire like, stuff. I came out the womb remembering shit. <laughs> Vamp- yeah. Vampire memory. It's, <laughs> well, like, is it like vampire? It's, uh, it's, it's a, a movie. Vampire power. It's a movie. What, I mean, what's your yeah. earliest memory in your life? Uh, being is, born? Is it being born? <laughs> I, remember I remember when my, my mom, mom singing to me. me. Yeah. And she like, got taken away. And I also, yeah, I saw it from a third person <laughs> perspective, too. The floating camera. Uh, yeah, but, so. But, but I will, I want to, you know, this kind of be jumping ahead, but. But I think it it is really interesting because you kind of expect them to get together in the end, and they, they don't. don't. They don't, yeah. Which I kind of think is kind of cool because normally, like in any sort of action movie, particularly in the '90s, if there's a female character, yeah, like they're gonna hook up. It's like it's <laughs> a movie trope. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it doesn't one... happen. Because they kind of built up that it was going to happen. Like, he maybe saved her because he blah, blah, blah. He has to rescue her and stuff. But they seem like they form more of a partnership um, I, I, in, I in give, this uh, rather than that. So I, yeah, I give that, the movie credit for that, though. Seriously. I'll, I'll give it a point. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll give it a point. What's your IMD score up to at this point? Blade currently has well, six max points. Well, no. <laughs> Out of a hundred, so we're we're moving up right. We're now. moving up. We're only in Act One. Oh wait, there was blood in the sprinklers. Uh, another point. Um, so, I th- I think for me though, he, he rescues her because movie's got a movie. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna be the main female character. Just the same thing as Quinn not dying. It's like, why did Quinn not die? You know, well, because Quinn's got to be in the movie for later stuff. So, uh, yeah. Well, I I can that make it makes more sense than him not killing Quinn, but. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So yeah. he he rescues her, and then we're taken to his uh, lair. So this is his back cave. Yes. So I'd like to talk about this lair before we talk about what happens. Okay. What's going on with it? Um, if you're going to be, like, hidden from the vampires, like, is this open uh, warehouse um, that looks like a lot of areas where you can get attacked from? Like, it makes sense as a lair? Um, well, it, this... Film takes place in is it Detroit <clears throat> or is it New York? I think we're in New York, right? I I, I actually tell. don't know. We're in some metropolitan. I, I thought area. I, I assumed it was some sort of comic book city, but I I truly don't know. But uh, I feel like I want to say New York. But it seems like off the beaten path. I mean, because like no one knows where they are. Yeah, and there's except... a, there's a Chinatown. Yeah. Yeah, there is a Chinatown, which we'll get to later. Well, um, De- like, because Deacon Frost, like has to do research like and find because like and he's like the only person who knows where whistles uh, is yeah so they're like hidden yeah well i argue that's just a thing in the movie it, it, for me it was just funny because they're like in this pretty wide open warehouse especially when they get attacked later in this warehouse yeah. like wait well i mean that was pretty simple well like, i think yeah. one, of the, one of the things there's that you... no like booby traps or something set up they're just like yeah we work on cars here and... one of the things that they establish <laughs> in science they, they establish that they don't have m- money they have not got funding yet. Yeah, uh, they have been pushing for like, the bill. There's a scene later, what I love, where he's uh, like the vampires control the cops, and a cop tries to arrest Karen, and uh, Blade intervenes, and then after he beats him up, he like steals his stuff. He steals his watch, and he like steals his money. Yeah. and Karen's like, "What? You're gonna rob him now?" And then he's like, "How do you think we fund this operation?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> We ain't exactly the March of Dimes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it's that. It's fake. 
Um, I guess I could give it a half point for the fact that like this is the first movie they're, that we get into funding. Uh, yeah, they're, they're scrappy. They're like they're robbing cops to get by. So yeah, he's Blade's more the first uh, Marvel uh, character to talk about funding. Um, <laughs> so superheroes for the longest so time were like, like, like a kind of like a Robin Robin Hood vampire people. hunter. You know, he's like just we, Robin. We're, we're robbers because <laughs> he's Robin. That's it. That's all he's doing. <laughs> he's Robin. Um, okay, so this meet his his right hand man, Chris Robin Christopherson. We meet um, <laughs> Robin people in the hood. Yeah, and, and cops in broad that's daylight. All the Robin Hood so. is going on. Let's talk about his 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 right hand man, fellow vampire hunter, played by Chris okay. Christopherson. His name's Abraham Whistler. There's, he's a great he's a great uh, establishing shot of him listening to CCR, like welding on a car, and. <laughs> And then, like, he comes in. He's like, you're bringing in strays now? Because he's carrying Karen. Yeah, he's carrying Karen. And uh, he's like, basically, she's been bit, you know? And he's like, well, you end her or I will. Yeah. But what do they do instead? He gives her, like, some kind of uh He turns off the CCR first. Yeah, he turns (laughs) off the the CCR. Then he pumps her full of garlic. It's like, it's going to hurt. She passes out. And then they literally just go about their business. Yeah. yeah, And he turns the CCR back on and he goes back to fixing the car. So he pumped her full of garlic and that's supposed to, like, kind of counteract with... Uh, I think they say if if they get the the, uh, garlic in them early Mm -hmm. enough that it can prevent the venom from turning them into a vampire. But... He's like, uh, it's 50-50 if she'll even survive the night. Yeah, and then he kind of goes yeah. back to his music, uh, welding something, mm-hmm, or yeah. doing something. Um, yeah, yeah so... working out. But it seems like he's kind of the guy that would just would have killed her. Like, what, what, it, you know, Blade, did Blade do anything to be like, no, no, she, she can be rescued. Well, but it's his know? mom, kind of, in his mind. <laughs> oh, I forgot, we're still... He can't kill his mom, <laughs> yet. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler! Yeah. Spoiler! Um... Oh, God. I can't wait to talk about that, too. <laughs> so, Abraham Whistler, um, let's describe him as a character, though. Um, he's got a limp. Um, yeah. It's Chris Christopherson. He's very old. He also has um, a, a sweet brace for his limp that yeah. I feel like is very much part of his character. Sweet uh-huh. brace. Uh, he likes to pump gas, as we told. Uh, yeah, he's really good at it. Gasoline all over the cigarette. Whistler's an interesting character, though. Uh, yeah, he makes the weapons for Blade. That's ba- he's because Blade, Blade Blade sums it he does, up. He he's does like, everything for him. He does every. He's like his he, Alfred. Yeah. Uh, to Blade, Batman. Blade says he is like Alfred. He, he ma- is. He makes the weapons. I use them. It's a good relationship. It's a good relationship. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, "Do you love him?" Yeah. Is my Blade voice getting better or worse? It's, it's getting, getting way better. It's getting better. Yeah. yeah. You've definitely uh, grown into the Blade. my fangs. I'm grown into my fangs. I pumped you full of garlic. So <laughs> is that a metaphor? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we let's talk about their whole operation that's going on. We know that they have uh, that they're poorly funded. Yeah. Uh, we know that you know that's this... why they're in the warehouse. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I get you. I just I thought a lot of nice equipment though. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's got the materials for really nice uh, vampire killing yeah, but weapons. You can only spread the bread so far, you know. <laughs> they <laughs> they spend a lot of money in the budget. Like we could have your handle uh, have like a little like trap on it. Or uh, we could just get some like boards yeah. for these windows. He's like, it's <laughs> like, listen, do you want gasoline or do you want cable? I also have the internet. <laughs> I also have the internet. They had Netflix. You can't for have sure. both. You can only choose one. Um, Oddly, he, uh, Blade has Direct TV though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Whistler also, we, we talked about this earlier, but he kind of gives Karen the lowdown of like, I mean, he, he says it later, but we know that he's rescued. 
uh, Blade. That he's kind of like become Blade's sort of father figure. Rescued him from the streets. Eating Rescued him from the streets. Like 10, 10, 10 or 11. People. He was out there for like 11 yeah. years. Yes, just eating, eating homeless people. <clears throat> That's the craziest part about Imagine the Blade like story Blade in general. Imagine like Blade baby. Well, <laughs> so Blade is born, right? <laughs> no, I'm already homeless. This is bad. Yes. So yeah, you, you bring up a good point. There was a blade vampire baby that was eating all these people <laughs> yes this is the prequel we need they, yes, they gloss blade over baby. it like oh whatever <laughs> blade babies baby blade i want to know what what you like but i want to understand though does he have a leather diaper <laughs> yeah little baby sunglasses <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess his, his, around the street. His rattler is like the boomerang. Yeah. Life. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Baby, do you have any change? Ooh! <laughs> Played by Kid, Kid Christopherson. <laughs> Kid Christopherson. That's his best friend. Would you rather see that movie than what we watched? Uh, uh, Baby Blade? Baby Blade? I don't know. One's real. <laughs> Um, so is that what happened there? Like, Blade was born and then he yes. never got put in an orphanage or anything? The doctors just tossed this All baby on the streets? All about his backstory is that Whistler says, I found him on the streets around, like, 9 or 10 or something. Yeah. He, like, yeah, says a specific age. Right. Uh, and, and he was just feeding on homeless people. So we're just led to believe that Blade was then, like, put in an orphanage and was in a foster home until he, like, ran away. Like, he was found on the streets. <laughs> yes. Well, like, yeah, but what happened Whistler between one and eight? found him on the streets. He I describes don't... him as feral. <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor, when he was born, if I'm understanding this correctly, <laughs> he took, grew up... <laughs> took Blade yes. as a baby, like, oh, the mom's dead. Well, fuck this baby. And yeah. they threw it on the streets. It's like, he'll probably eat some homeless people or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just let it run. Well, you know, I mean, he was taken away. It's like the Jungle Book, except was, the jungle is the city. All of this was orchestrated by Deacon, like, yeah. in the first place, right? So, like... Yeah, that is the big twist. Yeah. Why mm. was he, like, because if maybe he was just being watched by vampires and... Oh, God. Who knows? So, Baby Blade is now Adult Blade, and uh, he's been trying to find this, talk about this cure. Um, He has been given this serum that Whistler has been perfected, but surprise, surprise, we have a scientist with us now, so she can kind of help with this, but it's not working anymore. Yeah, he's built Uh, up a tolerance to it. Yeah, so it's supposed to build his thirst, it's not a fun process, he has to get injected by this, Um, and yeah, they basically, it's been, you know, holding back his urges of kind of turn it into i guess more vampire um because he doesn't eat people uh, except for those homeless people my question is what were they gonna do if uh you know they don't find this scientist um it would have made more sense that he was been looking for a scientist i'd assume than, like... that he, he was just gonna... <laughs> oh sweet this works out <laughs> yeah oh all right well i, I think he was just gonna go until uh he died i mean he they, they uh he does like a double dose of it once and and uh uh, Abraham, it's a weird name. Abra- Abraham Whistler tells him that we can just call him Whistler. It's fine. He, he it says it's getting dangerous, which must imply that like, hey, like you're gonna die soon. Yeah, like know? this is very urgent now to find this cure. It was kind of a little murky of like, well, what was their plan? You know, they're like, ah, it's getting dangerous. Yeah. Well, yeah. What are you doing to stop this? Yeah. But wait, you're a scientist? Awesome. Well. <laughs> It's called lazy writing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a movie. it's actually shocking though that this movie was written by uh, D- 
David uh, wait, David S. Goyer. You're <laughs> it's like wrote wait, all the Batman movies and stuff. You remind me of my mom, and you're a hematologist. <laughs> Get out! And your name's Karen. Do you care? <laughs> <laughs> you're part of the squad. Um, so Karen wakes up though, and she's gonna be fine. It seems like it seems no. like uh, like you know she's still like they don't know if she's fine. They, but I mean, they he said to give her a 50-50 shot if she wakes up and she woke up. Yeah. So she's doing better. They don't know if that she could still turn. Yeah, she could still. Yeah. And it, and uh, uh, Chris Christopherson tells her, like, you should buy a gun. Uh, not because the vampires are after you, but because, like, when you start to get thirsty, like, you need to shoot yourself. Yeah. yeah. Blade, though, is <laughs> out for revenge against Frost. Like, he wants to end Frost. So yeah. let's talk he about. Want, he doesn't want to just end Frost. He wants to kill all vampires. Yeah, but he's after Frost. He's been looking for Frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think he, he's he's looking for the vampire that bit his mom. Right. Which is... and the, but he doesn't know that. Which guess what? Spoilers. <laughs> it's Frost. Whoa! It's, it's the Frost main character the whole this whole time. We'll talk about this twist in a little bit because okay. it's a, it's a doozy. So Mark, why don't you talk about oh, Frost a little bit? That's what, though. I, was, that's what I was gonna say. The, Frost was supposed to be played by Jet Li initially. Oh, oh interesting. That would have been pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been amazing. I think it's a different movie then because Frost is supposed to be kind of more of like. Like a businessman or something like that. Well, everyone's Whereas, very he's not afraid really of like him, a... but he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he he doesn't tells really do other anything. people to do things. Like you don't see him fight until he becomes a god. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, what What do we know though about Frost though? Like Mark, what can you say? Like what we know about Frost and what he wants to do. Um. So, Frost is um. He it's he's kind of a hard character to describe. Other than he's kind of angsty, and he. He has a chip on his shoulder because he's viewed as a second-class citizen because he's half vampire. Uh, or sorry, because he was turned into a vampire. So, in other words, like he someone he got bit yeah. and then turned into a vampire. But apparently, vampires can have kids and they have vampire babies. Yeah, and those ones are considered pure blood. And so, like those are all all the people in the vampire council that rule the world in this dark state. Uh, Everyone on the council is a pureblood. And they bring him in to scold him. About the raves. About the about the raves because Blade came in and like kicked ass. And uh, well, the raves are also bringing too much attention right. to what... Um, What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the whole vampire's goal is to be under the radar. Right. They, they want to exist with society, but Frost wants them to yeah. not just exist. He wants them to rule. Yes, because he doesn't think they deserve to be in the shadows. They think they uh, that we should, they're being controlled by their food. In, 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 in a sense, he's kind of like a, like a revolutionary for vampires if he's actually successful because... You know, he thinks, like, my people, vampires, should rule. Like, Give my people blood. <laughs> yeah, we, should, we shouldn't be, like, second-class citizens. Right. Although, but, like, the vampire's argument is, like, this is how we've always existed. Yeah. He's got kind of a point, but at the same time, they bring up to him that they're not, we're not really your people because you're half vampire, yeah. you know? So. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I, it's interesting that they don't ever really reprimand him. And so it's, and then, which kind of sets him up as a weak character because, like, we want to, like, you want to see Darth Vader open that door and literally choke someone to death. And you're like, oh, don't mess with this motherfucker. 
But instead, it never happens. Like, violence is kind of just, like, threatened, and then it just doesn't happen. And then, on top of that, you have Quinn Quinn as your lieutenant, who's an idiot. (laughs) Like, you kind of seem really weak. Well, it seems like he also has, he has more of, like, a kind of a a playboy thing like it's like he's like kind of he's got money he runs a bunch of clubs and it's like parties he throws the best parties parties, and he's like just kind of like it's like cool i think it's like supposed to be he's more of like a james dean type kind of villain which is weird um especially because he just mocked and laughed at smart yeah well he's smart but here's another thing is he though like i don't know he was smart enough to translate the ancient vampire text that turned uh that told him how to basically the recipe to summon the blood god yeah so let's talk about that because uh, they cut well, to that a lot so his his goal is the through the archives it out. he just waited well you know yeah the, no that's <laughs> he just waited shirtless no but while actually that's Blade's a, mom was in a weird bed chamber that's a point i had written down too is that he just kind of he kind of just <laughs> hangs out with his like walkman on and just lets the computer do all the work and he just chills and he's like, that's called working smart <laughs> It's called not doing any work at all. He's just chilling. Well, someone had to write the program. <laughs> did he write the program? He listens to techno, probably. Well, he probably did write the program. Hang on, techno and, and the techno. All right. I, I yeah, wasn't... he's the he's the artist in many ways. Yes. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> ready to get into this, but we know who wrote the program. <laughs> this is my first techno album. Who wrote the program? Who wrote the program? Pearl. Pearl. This um, this like morbidly obese, yes. slug like oh, woman. Talk about woman the, man. Job of the hut. Yeah. Um, Weird job of the hut. So we know that Frost is trying to encode this, so he wants to summon like this new vampire apocalypse. That's his goal, right? Yeah. And he needs Blade as part of this. So part of this is he wants Blade to get hunted down. So Blade we, comes. We don't, we don't know this yet. Well, he said, "Bring him to me alive." Uh, Blade, do, and then Blade goes into the archives and stumbles on Pearl, who oh, we get revealed yeah, is. Maybe you're right. Did, did it happen at the same moment? Because he gets the translation. Well, and then he sees the like Blade in the center of this ring. We're skipping ahead, but there's a whole part about uh, he tracks down his uh, his cop, like his like okay. his, the the cop that's also like the worker for him, and then basically he's like he's getting close. You know, we right. need. That's him. where the March yeah. of Dimes line is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This ain't exactly the um, march of dimes. Yeah, so we know that Frost is after Blade. And Blade goes straight to his archives Yeah. Um, to see what he's doing, grabs the hard drive. But we meet Pearl, so let's talk about yeah. Pearl. And though. Karen is with him. Karen's with him now. Yes. Karen's like his uh, the partners. I yeah, guess, because now. she feels, because she knows like if she's left alone, she's going to get eaten. Uh, but, so Pearl is... Uh, <laughs> is, is this, I love this scene, because uh, but basically Pearl is the uh, vampire super god of uh, software and is <laughs> it's the ultimate uh, fat kid in the basement. The ultimate. Um, now, my question is, is Pearl. A what man, is Pearl? Is man or woman? Yeah, like is it human? Well, it's is rated it, R. Is it van- Pearl's rated R? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Like you so fat, you rated R. <laughs> but no, is I I was wondering, is Pearl like a vampire? Yes, because va- the the UV uh, flashlight. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Karen like flashes it on Pearl. But why to... is Pearl the way that Pearl is? I don't understand. And Pearl, uh, so Pearl, I thought was a woman. Like I thought uh, that was a woman 
obese vampire that loves Frost. I, I checked the credits. It's played by a guy. And it's played by a guy. A guy named Eric Edwards. So right. Is he really that fat? Or did he get fat for the role because his method? <laughs> that was just a little makeup. It's yeah, that's Christian really Bale. Eric Edwards' body. <laughs> that was Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. And he only drank blood. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Do you know how much blood you have to drink to get that fat? This how, was... How much? <laughs> Lots. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> Like a whole bunch. Um, <laughs> like a whole gallon. It was on sale. Um, it's on sale. It was next to the garlic. <laughs> I bought it at Coscorps. <laughs> Essence of garlic. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what do you have okay. in your cart? Uh, uh, essence of blood. garlic, blood, silver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, uh, do you gasoline. Not, do you don't think the? Tomatoes. Did you? I thought the makeup was really good, though. Like, yeah. I was just so put off by this character. I didn't know where the. It kind of came out of left field for me. Like, well, just all of a sudden, like, wait. And, and how cruel they were to the character too. Yeah, like, Karen was particularly just yeah. like cooking the hell. Out. I was like, Pearl, what are you, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Um, because you know they start the interrogation of like, well, what is what is he trying to do? Yeah, I cannot do the blade voice as well. Yeah, well, so there was like, but was, blade, I can do Pearl's voice. No, no, yeah, it's like, what's, <laughs> <laughs> no, Frost, no. Yeah, there was there. I think she the reason like she would kind of was like ready to get down and get dirty was when the scene where that cop like escapes her. Or, and uh, he like goes up to her and he's like, you know, this isn't a sugar-coated world. Like, there's a world beneath it. Yeah. And and that's the real world. Yeah. And you got to learn how to pull the trigger. Yeah, to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And I. So wait, I, is your argument? Are you talking about Pearl or Karen? Well, no, I'm talking about Karen because okay, but, why Karen hits but, Pearl with the UV but rays? You didn't. You, there was said that like you didn't understand how why they, she was so cruel to Pearl with doing like the flashlight UV yeah. torture, and I'm like, well, because last time they had an encounter with a vampire, Blade was like, hey, you got to learn to pull the trigger if you're going to survive. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. The Pearl character, the Pearl scene was just. Uh, if they're saying there's this underground world and stuff. It's just that's everything else we've seen, like a bunch of you know very fit like, vampires yeah, that can very ride fit vampires that variety. either like to party or have board meetings. Yeah. So uh, Pearl's like, whoa! And there's also this one that uh, is naked and hanging around <laughs> a bunch of computers in the corner of this like really clean archive room because that's the best part. He's walking through the archives. Yeah. It's like really nice. It's like a server room, you know? Like there's yeah. a bunch of like. You know, mop right. floors. Then it's like, oh, by the way, in this corner, here's a uh, golem. This, yeah, this slug. Like, oh, hi guys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I uncorded the thing. <laughs> You're gonna answer some questions. I, no, I, not the UV light. I love how like he has like all the uh, computer screens in front of him, and then he has like one that's like watching a cooking show on like oh, NBC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on the corner, like. <laughs> I gotta watch my food um, shows, even though I drink blood. Yeah, I know. Like, the, Wait, do thing, vampires, vampires eat real food? I don't think vampires <laughs> like, like just for fun. Well, if you remember uh, the movie, what <laughs> do we do? Like, sushi. Do you remember what we do in the I shadows? Know. They ate like potato chips yeah. uh, at one point and puked up a bunch of blood. So I think, like, according to that, <laughs> yeah, that's vampire that's style. Lore. I've never seen. Like, I didn't see like uh, Frost yeah. like eating a Big Mac, like Man. while he has his suntan lotion on. Blade's just eating fries. God damn it. You know that vampires smoke cigarettes, though. Yes. They love those. I, I, I actually lo- I love I love that scene. <laughs> I love that scene because it, it really does stand out in that movie. Oh, yeah, it, definitely. And and I think that's, you know, we're talking about it for a reason because it was, you know, 
that will get that the visuals of that scene will like scar themselves into your brain yeah. <laughs> like the, you will remember that scene and i want to double up on that i think they'll still be talking about it to this day like a hundred years from now in film history <laughs> like they'll be talking about the pearl. pearl scene oh my god yeah she's like one of the most important moments most iconic history. moments in cinema yeah. yeah it's like citizen kane star wars pearl pearl <laughs> then the guy hi guys <laughs> don't burn me come on I love when uh, Whistler hands him like the UV flashlight. It's like, here it is, my new uh, UV flashlight. I got this thing working. And he grabs it and he's like, mm, still heavy. And then he's like, yeah, but you're so big. It's never good enough for Blade, you know? It's like, yeah. dude, I made you a UV flashlight. I'm sorry about the weight of the flashlight. But you're so big. <laughs> But you're so goddamn big. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I love that line. Um, so Pearl is dead. But you're it, so big. So, anything else you want to bring up about Pearl? No. No. I think we've said all we could say I just, about Pearl. I just... Did it, did it make you guys think about Jabba the Hutt? It just made me think about Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. There's a... There's a there's just a because it was a fat and a puppet. But well, other than that, it's a different character. Like One's well, like a drug It was very a puppet? It was... Uh, yeah. It was well, very no, slug No, it was... But, well, I mean, like, I think it was, like, a combination, because the hands were like... Ah! We, we established that that was Eric Edwards. It was, it was perfect for radio. It was Christian Bale. Yeah. Everyone knows this. Um, <laughs> it was Christian Bale. Duh. Christian Bale is no puppet, he's, dude. He's, uh, <laughs> Christian Bale is amazing. So, the best part is Frost is, like, I heard, like, is on the computer screen. And Pearl's like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to die. No, no. You know, went like that. Yeah. But then Blade turns the screen around it's like, Hey, Blade, heard you've been looking for me. It's like, well, technically you've been looking for him, too. And he's right below you. They're yeah. in the same building because he's in the archives and he's upstairs in his penthouse. You, he knows his every move. Because he sends his cronies down to go get him. He, he's been oh, watching Blade wait. for It's weird, right? I put that together. Yeah, actually. they're wait, like at his... Are you pen- sure? Well, his, otherwise his cronies move really fast because they're all at his party where he's Skyping with Blade. Yeah. Or with Pearl via, like, you know, via Pearl. Um... He says, bring him alive. Yeah. And then, you know, Quinn and all the other fun vampires slash cops, I guess. It's always confusing with that. Um, leave to go get him. And yeah. then while he's at the same moment, is Skyping with him, says like, heard you've been looking for me. Well, I've been looking for you or something. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. But yes. uh, they show up like moments later to attack Blade. Uh, yeah, use, I guess so. the little, uh, I mean, I the mean, little, there's the a little black girl. Between, the Pearl scene, scene is in between, though. Yeah, it's in between Steven Dorff killing his uh, cop slash servant, mm-hmm. his human servant, and then we also see that, oh, Quinn's with him, and he's kind of healing from the burn, and yeah. he, he then says, bring him to me, alive, you know, and then Quinn leaves. And then we cut to like the pearl scene in the archives because no I was saying seems, that no one seems to be upset either that these archives are getting completely destroyed. Yeah, exactly. They seem like they've taken great care. Yeah, they, of it's it's them. their ancient pages well, from their Bible. Yeah. Well, at least they're digitized. Like they have a whole battle in the relics where like all these ancient pages that are on display in like a museum like are just getting blown out. Girl. Yeah. Another another great scene. I love when he slaps that girl in the face mm-hmm. and she yeah. just goes down. I, 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 want, I do want to say uh, that I really think the action in this movie is well done. It's and, amazing. Uh, and I kind of, and when you told me that Jet Li was considered to be uh, the bad guy, I was like, man, that would have been amazing. That would have been great. It would be a very 90s move. It's, uh, Jet Li and Wesley Snipes what, in a movie. Wesley just... Snipes 
could have so, been like a, a like an action hero. Like so, he can do the kicks. He can do like the the punches. Like when uh, when they were doing this movie, I read all this earlier. Um, Rush Hour came out like earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, and uh, they wanted they wanted to do they wanted to have another. They called it Blasian, like Black Asian films, and they wanted to do another one. That makes Wu Tang. Yeah. Exactly, like those all those Wu Tang movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> So Blade Blade gets away. How does Blade get away though in this moment? Uh, fucking Whistler shows up. Somehow. Whistler shows up to the and, party. Matinee man. And an explosion. So this brings up another question that I had earlier with how they kill people. Um, they're shooting guns at a lot of these vampires, and they're just going down like they're dying normal, right? Mm-hmm. But then like we don't see any of the vanishing stuff till like the third act. Yeah. So it's like, are they just using different weapons now? Because it looks like he has the same gear that he's... It's a movie. It's uh... <laughs> a... movie. It's a movie. We're, you know? We're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> we'll have to ask Steve Norrington over want... here. I'll allow it. <laughs> As you look at your pages. <laughs> oh! Uh, I, I, I wrote this down in my notes. The first Defend every aspect of Blade. Pearl, <laughs> Pearl farts. Yeah, oh, I mean yeah. Pearl was disgusting. That's the first sound that you hear. You see the image of Pearl, and then, oh my god! But no, uh, Whistler shows up, saves both of them. Yeah, um, and then they get away. Did I catch you fuckers at a bad time? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw, throws his backpack bomb. He escapes through the sewer, but uh, Blade and uh, Karen have kind of a subway battle with uh, Quinn and the other leftover oh, vampires. Okay. This is a question I, I want to pose to both of you. Is that scene cool or, or stupid? Uh, I mean, I think it's like the rest of the movie. It's like, it's, it's kind of cool, but it's kind of cheesy too. Like, I, I, mean, well, yeah. I found myself getting extremely tense with it i like i I really enjoyed it just because like just with with the action of the subway the small space then the chasing and then like all of that happening all at the same time i was just like yeah like i thought it was pretty cool i I liked when he like cheese graters quinn's face against the moving train right (laughs) and then it goes back to them just like normal fighting after that and like there's nothing well at all (laughs) He like, runs, also, he runs away. Doesn't he run away? No, they they fight like like there's a couple more punch things oh. that take place, and then I think they get uh, blade. That's when he grabs the back of the subway. That's he grabs he her because that would be the response. I'm gonna grab this uh, subway. moving subway, yeah. and we're gonna be fine. That's uh, <laughs> me. Sorry, I forgot this movie was perfect. Wu Tang Cinemark. Um, I do like the running joke though that Quinn screen? Quinn has been burnt at this point, had his hand chopped off, both hands are chopped off yeah. now. Uh, he's got his face wrecked by Cheese a car. Yeah, he's a uh, sub- moving subway. Car. I did think this is the saving grace for me in this movie is Quinn because it's just how he handles all of these. Uh, these, these, these That's the uh, saving woes. grace for you. Yeah, I love Quinn. I'm a big Quinn fan. Quinn's great. He's he's literally the only thing that isn't bleak or serious about this movie. And he got a blowjob. Uh, yeah. That's why he's your favorite That's character. My favorite part. That's my favorite part of the movie. Uh, Quinn's doing them two chicks, man. 
<laughs> Shit's amazing. So Blade, Blade, so Blade escapes with. Hey man, these bitches want to meet you. <laughs> you remember that part yeah. when he's on the couch, yeah. like, "Oh, that's D. He's my man." <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. No, I'll totally, I'll totally hey! get an audience with him. It's, well, um, he's busy with the thing. Yeah, yeah if if he was a baseball right player, on. he's batting 100 right now. Yeah. He's just uh, he's hit four home he runs. He fails all the time, and for some reason... I'm talking about as far as performances go, and oh. he did not fail in my heart. Okay, good. His failure was my success in the movie. <laughs> he, it's, it's crazy. He didn't like, fail in your heart? Like, like no. The, his, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> you may have failed in life, but in my heart, you're a winner. <laughs> That was my dad's speech to me on my birthday. <laughs> this year? No. Uh, Son, you're 33, so, goddammit. So, don't fail in my heart. So Blade escapes. Um, escapes with Karen with the hard drive. They're going to yeah. like look into this archive stuff. But meanwhile, there is a, a power shift with Frost. Frost has oh, taken yes. yeah. So let's talk when he about takes the, into the ocean. Let's talk about the beach ocean scene. Yes. Um, day breaking. This is a mafia style hit. There's a lot to talk about in this the, scene. The um, chancellor from uh, the Vampire Council. They like they have kidnapped him, brought him like just before dawn. Is that Twilight? No. Well, it's Twilight's it's, a different vampire movie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what are we talking? Blade. Yeah. Bl- blood. Blade. 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 Breaking <laughs> dawn. Blade. Anyway, so. <laughs> How would Steven, Blade handle those vampires? Fuck you, Bella. Steve, Steven. <laughs> he stabs her. I don't give a fuck about werewolves. <laughs> Steven Dorf is out there. Damn you, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> it's always someone opening up a beer can and drinking out of it. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our Breaking Dawn scene on the beach. <laughs> He's wearing sunscreen and... Uh... Yeah, which came out of nowhere. <laughs> they have sunscreen now. Oh, well, they apply it. They show there's a they, scene. Well, I know, but it's like, where is this sunscreen well, and, thing and, been going on? And I, I gave I gave the movie like way too much credit, um, especially at this point, because I thought that the cream that they had was going to be like science cream like, no, it's just, like, it's like just specifically brings, made by like really smart vampires yeah. for this reason oh, pearl. but it's just sunscreen like yeah. <laughs> it's just regular sunscreen and then uh, that saves them from uh the well, sun. it's not well he's caked white you know so it must be something different um well, yeah, but I mean, like they, he says, sunblock. Like, they just call like, it sunblock during That's the Chinatown it. scene. Like he's, he's like, like Blade sees him and he goes, sunblock. Yeah. <laughs> well, like he literally no, says that. Yeah, but I think he's just joke. I think that's more of like a... Blade does not joke. No, it's just this magical... <laughs> the only time he smiles is when he catches that. Yeah, there's just this uh, magical... <laughs> Maybe fist bumps. There's, there's this magical sunblock that kind of got introduced in oh, the movie. Oh, and helmets. Um, and, sunblock and, and helmets. And biker helmets. Yeah. And also, the, the other point is that they, he, like their scalps are fine. Like, Are they rubbing that stuff into their hair? Because they're kind of exposed for the light. A... is like uh like some kind of like johnny cochran defense of like you can't hate this movie because it's a movie <laughs> it's uh just a movie it is a movie <laughs> I, don't my pants. I, I have no more notes because it's a movie <laughs> and it's okay Played, uh, the, so it's summary it's a movie <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you give it a 10 out of 10? Uh, I'll give it a... It's a movie. <laughs> it's a Great. movie. It's definitely a movie. It's a movie? Is that Do a you, Can you apply that to, like, homework and, and like, in oh. school? Like, you're like, yeah. I give this paper an F, but it is a paper. It's like... It's like <laughs> my boss is like, but actually don't you've like... been doing a bad job. <laughs> ah, it's just a job. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good defense ah all right so let's talk about this beach scene it's very much like a mafia hit like totally yeah killing the old guard getting his teeth <laughs> it was actually a really cool i like the tone of the scene until, until they reveal what vampires do when they're exposed to all the daylight because it kind of turned into this weird... Oh, you didn't think that was cool? <laughs> well, it's a little dated. Uh, I, don't, I think it looks really cool, actually. I mean, it's the CGI like, throughout this whole yeah. movie is pretty bad. I, I, like... I would agree with that. I would. I have no defense for almost any of it. But well, that's what I'm that's talking about. CGI. <laughs> but but <laughs> other than my little... Yeah, uh, no, I actually think that shot's really cool, and I like I like when they uh, they do the like the wide shot behind them, mm. and they're like, oh yeah, and, and you see like all their silhouettes, and then you just see like the flaming corpse of uh, the head boss. I was like, that's a good shot. I mean, I think that scene like everything was great, um, but then what follow up though is he goes back into the board meeting and just tosses his teeth on the table, and he's like, all right, here's the plan. Like, is that all it takes to just get, like, elected the leader? Well, every, everyone, there's no, there's a vacuum of power, and it's he's like the one Roman, with the... Roman rule. Yeah. He, he throws his teeth out, he's like, oh, he's got the teeth. Oh, man. Damn it. Damn it. I mean, he's... Because his plan that we find out is ultimately lead to killing all the rest of the board members. So, like, how did they not have a, like, well, let's they, kill him? They didn't, maybe, they didn't know that at that point. <laughs> I mean, they had an idea. Most of it was not like he had his their best interests in mind. Oh no! <laughs> so uh, and they clearly didn't like him either. So the, I, I th- the the scene I want to talk about a little bit. I mean, I feel like you feel like I'm going to blindly defend this movie, but here is actually a part that makes no sense to me. Somehow Deacon Frost knows where Blade's lair is, and it's never explained how, or we don't see how it happens. Like. All of us, he just shows up for no explanation whatsoever, and then well, it's debate blade, isn't it? Well, well, no, not 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 that he why he was there, like how, yeah, like, how did yeah. he find well, this that is... place? There was never like short the internet. <laughs> <laughs> he had pearl. Stephen Dorff knows how to wait. or Deacon Frost knows how to use um, the internet. No, I mean <laughs> that was my point with the warehouse as well because he says to him, and we'll we'll get to the the best scene in the world. Um, his showdown with him in the daylight. But uh, he says, I I know everything about you. I've been studying you. So yeah. it, it implies that he already knew where the warehouse was, which brings the question of like, well, how about if you want Blade, how about you go there when he's like in exactly. his process of like getting his injection going on? I, or... That's what I didn't understand because they were like, we, we really need him. We really need this guy. And, and also... Like you, you could just wait. You can pre- wait for him to show up. So he breaks into this warehouse as well. It took little to no effort to actually just break in. Yeah, I, I, it it made no it made no sense how they found found the place, and it made no sense that they didn't just sit there and wait for Blade to show up. Yeah, instead of instead movie, of movies got a movie, it's like yeah, no, we have to set up this third because because they're like okay, instead we're gonna be here. So like you rest, make all your weapons, make sure you like fully prepared, and then come get us like completely lose the element of surprise and you're like going up against a fully armed blade 
Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, besides <clears throat> the movie has to have a third act. But now this rewind a little bit, his showdown with him in the daylight where he says sunblock. I mean, that felt like a moment where you caught him off guard. Yeah. Because his goal is to give him a truce. You know, the, But he knows better because he's like, I have the hard drive that he stole from Pearl. And I know that you need me to, yeah. you know, complete this ritual. Right. So he knows it's not really offering a truce. And it's funny with uh, Blade, he's using this random little uh, girl as like uh, Stephen Dorff. Oh, uh, yeah. Frost is just using this girl a as a shield. Yeah. Uh, just wonder where her parents were or where he picked her off from. Uh, but he's holding this girl as his shield and he's announcing the truce. And, you know, it doesn't go well. Uh, no, it doesn't. I, I, I mean, it could have gone worse. It <laughs> could have went way worse. Yeah. God, it, it should have gone worse, I would, I would say. I just don't understand why isn't the bus stopping for this little girl either. Like, it seems like there's like a long time. Oh, it, yeah. It doesn't even well, stop afterwards. Yeah, yeah, well, we got we to gotta set it up here because yeah, basi- basically what happens <laughs> is like he knows the truce is bullshit and then... He and then the same sort of bullying that has been happening to Stephen Dorff, he throws back about his mother to Blade, and then that's when he gets pissed. And even though he's holding this little girl by the jaw with her left hand, he just takes out his gun and just aims for the head, shoots right in the direction of the little girl and, and at Stephen Dorff. Dwarf uh, Matrix. Matrixes yeah. out of the way. Oh, he sure does. And he then, Matrix before Matrix. And then, which one of the most crazy things to happen in this movie, he takes the little girl, throws her, which at least has to be 20 yards, and through a bus stop. At, at a good speed, too. At there's, a, there's well, velocity yeah. to this throw. Like, yeah. He didn't like just like toss her aside. He just threw a child. <laughs> like... A, a long distance and through thing. Yeah, and you know, Blade does save the girl or whatever, but uh, she like seems unharmed. I know, and no one responds to this She's as well. She's a little dirty. <laughs> she, yeah, which can translate to injury. Yeah. Or maybe she's just too pumped with adrenaline that she can't feel that all of her limbs are dislocated. <laughs> oh wait, maybe she's a vampire. <laughs> oh jeez, there's no reaction whatsoever to a uh, a man. With a gun, and then first another it man holding a girl. Sense. He shoots at him. He runs away and he tosses a girl in front of a bus. Yeah. And he's like, "Go home." Unless it's normal. Yeah, he literally just is like, "Go home," and she's like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, <laughs> where's home? We try I'm to keep traumatized. Low <laughs> I'm extremely traumatized. <laughs> Was that your favorite scene in the movie? I, it's what it's a definitely a a big uh, dose of flavor in that delicious bowl of chili. <laughs> In that delicious bowl of blade chili. Um, <laughs> it's just funny because blade chili. What, what's weird is like he he's announcing this truce for him, but you know Frost knows that this isn't gonna work, and he knows Blades. I mean, what's the probability that he's gonna fall for your truce? Like maybe twenty percent, maybe. <laughs> like I mean, it's pretty obvious, especially because given what Blade stands for, that he's not gonna go for this. So why not trap him now? Um. You yeah. know, and instead of, uh, you know, we got to prolong this thing, I'm going to then later go to your, oh, yeah, I, your I, hangout and yeah. go torture Whistler and steal Karen. And then, oh, then later yeah. we're going to have our showdown, you know. Listen, there was, there was some sloppy writing and that definitely, that that part stands out to me as like, it didn't make sense how Steven Dorff tried to trap Blade. Yeah. Like he, and, and then, I, um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. 
But you find out later that, oh, you know Blade's mom that he's been searching for? That yeah. left left her on the left him on the streets for his whole life. She's still alive as a vampire. Yeah. So I, I think like a vampire, she's I mean, Stephen if, if you guys are ready, we can just get into this twist because well, actually, let's talk about Whistler dying, and then let's just talk okay. about the twist because but it it just, it just yeah. ties it, it ties in though because it's like you had the perfect bait the whole time. Like I have your mother. Yeah. Like, because movies got a movie. They're gonna yeah, like, well, we gotta it, save her for this shocking. A completely movie pointless. Yeah plot twist and like it, it made it took away from the rest of the movie because like wow steven dorf's character is really dumb all right so let's talk about uh what what, what happens though he, he beats up whistler yeah uh, steals karen but they beat up whistler enough that he's gonna die but not until yes. blade shows and up I, I love when he pulls off the sheet like the bloody sheet yeah that it's revealed like what's left of whistler and his Blade, yeah, his reaction. And his reaction is <sighs> It's just no, he just goes like <sighs> <laughs> Like it's like an inconvenience <clears throat> or like, oh god, I gotta go to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad you're so fucked up because um, I really gotta pee. So <sighs> So they've also left <laughs> this him This is a, gonna be a problem. So they left him a, a, a tape as well that says play me. Uh, but also they left Whistler alive. So um if they already have a tape that's gonna explain the details, why are they Leaving Whistler alive. And why don't they stay? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, See, it doesn't make any... It's like, well, we gotta get to our Deacon thing, Frost but hopefully you can show up. This group are very keen on communication. Just uh-huh. really making sure that, that... That's why you always leave a note. <clears throat> leave a bloody tape, and we'll leave Whistler alive, because yeah. we're willing to, I guess, take this gamble. Say the tape doesn't work. Say Blade doesn't have a yeah. VCR. <laughs> leave Whistler. Say Blade yeah. does have a VCR, and Whistler dies. Yeah. yeah. But then you gotta go save... But you know, it sets up the. You could also you could also told them all this information yeah. in the the daylight scene it's what, as well. You well it's know? what you said. <laughs> just saying, you could have sent an email. That's yeah. it. Or you could have just captured Blade. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you bring up a good point, though. It's just like it. You needed to get into a third act, and it was probably probably the weakest transition. Yeah. And the whole movie is is that jump from from two to three, and like unfortunately. For as much as I love this movie, I, I feel like we're going to talk about the end now, and the ending is, I feel like, probably the worst part of the movie. Yeah. It's it's insane. Well, like it, it it's, it's insane how much it goes because it goes from one movie to like another one. Like that's yeah. that's where like the most like sci-fi. It just gets ancient, boring. It gets it, it, there's like literally ten minutes between like action scenes of like people just like being shuffled around the yeah. table, being yeah. placed places, all this weird dialogue. Like your plan won't work, Frost. Like yeah. all these weird things, and, and then one thing that nice happens too. Tased. Yeah, <laughs> one thing that happens too is that they need the full council, right? Like because right. they need twelve pure bloods, and then that girl kills one of them, so they only have eleven. But the situation still takes place. She she huh. stabs him yeah. and then kicks him so hard. Now you only have eleven pure bloods. But she, yeah, she killed that one because he was upset with do they, her. Do they have to be alive? Uh, well, yeah, he took. He, he, There's no blood. He's gone. Bird. Yeah, like, she um, killed him. Uh, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. turn into little mini bats. Yeah, bats crawl out. <laughs> anyway, we're getting ahead. Uh, we're getting yeah. a little ahead because we got a big twist to talk about. But uh, what's that? Blade's mom's alive. Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's a movie. I've only looked at the poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i don't um, i don't even this is more <clears throat> bullshit screenwriting like it's revealed that oh 
Blade's mom's been alive this whole time. Well, and and she, Steven Dorff t- changed her. It's just like... She's a trap. Like, well, for Blade. Like, she's, she's a trap she's, because she's the reveal bait. is that his mom's alive. But then the double reveal is that she's a vampire and she's evil. And, and with Steven Dorff. And the big reveal is yeah. Steven Dorff is the vampire that attacked him. So essentially, in my opinion, it's like Star Wars, except he's saying, like, Blade, I'm your stepfather. I, I bit your father. Blade, I'm your stepfather. I'm your vampire daddy. Yeah. I bit your mother. Which you think oh, if you wanted to get Blade, that would like st- like that would be the first thing to do. It would be like, oh, exactly. by the way. It's a meaningless... A moment that wasn't properly built up to have any gravity when they pulled when they pulled the trigger yeah, yeah, on yeah. that. It, so it just felt meaningless. Like it was just this. I would have edited out of the film. Like yeah, there's no point at all. But that is how they essentially Other than do trap. How they incapacitate Blade, which is by tasing him. Yeah, a bunch of t- a bunch a of tasing. A lot of tasing yeah. takes place. Yeah, and then they have this kind of contraption set up where it's essentially kind of a like a slit wrist coffin yeah. machine because he I love that metal band <laughs> dude I'm going to see slit wrist coffin machine <laughs> that's so metal but essentially that's it like mom tricks him and he gets into there because yeah. uh, they, they've over uh, they've conquered Blade and he's yeah. trapped in there and his blood's gonna drain and he's the last uh, ingredient to this uh, demon and recipe Blade right? has a lot of blood yeah. he has enough blood to power an entire temple yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that at one point of like uh, he's dead like this is a lot of blood draining out of someone in a pretty fast thing to like fill up this whole uh, yeah like you said temple yeah uh, but no he's okay he's well kinda kind of okay because but, yeah. after the blood draining thing Karen comes in and lets Blade recharge yeah <laughs> blood me up and that's and it was I don't know if you guys saw this but empty. I thought that that was the only time that there was like that was weirdly sexual like wow. that whole like scene. Yeah. So Karen comes to the rescue, uh, which is weird because wh- where is Karen during most of this? Is she just hot? She uh, got thrown in the uh, ex boyfriend dungeon. Yeah, she got thrown in the dungeon. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then and uh, she escapes from his. So that was the best part. Going back to Curtis, they do like they just need something for her to do. I felt like the, yeah. the screenwriter's just like, well, what can Karen be doing during this like blood, uh, tra- like this blade? getting captured transition well let's just throw her in the pit and remember that guy another dumb he's, scene he's a vampire and then she'll just get out of it like that's all that yeah, happened she, she got out, out of it like immediately of wood. she like climbs out that was it. a concrete she, pit with a piece of wood she's like curtis she's like why did it ever work out between us she <laughs> yeah. hits him and then just crawls out at the end like that was yeah. it we could have cut that out too and then, like, I, and then finally, like, there is a little bit of excitement again. Like, I actually do think the final sword battle with, uh, with, uh, Deacon Frost is cool. Other, and, uh, you know, you know, the, those Miss Whirlwind kick battle was kind of silly. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, because, <laughs> like, the music's still happening. Like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It's like, dance break. <laughs> I know, and they're just, like, not landing any of their kicks yeah. for, like, a really um, weird amount of time. Yeah, it is, it is very strange. <laughs> and just because I talked about him so much, uh, Quinn's death is really interesting for how much we've, like, established with this character and his involvement with him fights. He, like, barely has a fight. He just goes, like, puts Blade sunglasses on and just, like, all right, Blade, you took both my hands. Now yeah. I'm back. And then he just, like, slices him in half and gets his sunglasses. 
It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, wait, oh, I guess that was it. Glad we were holding on to this character that could have died like five other times. <laughs> yeah, just with the like, sunglasses. Well, we don't need any, need any comic relief anymore, so you can die. There's only ten minutes left. There's so. only ten minutes left. <laughs> Quinn, his, 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 his shift was ending. They're like, you can go early. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my least favorite CG moments is like when Frost and Blade are battling and he slices him in half and then he has god powers at this point. Yes, yeah. Like so, so it's tor- worked. His, his right? torso is like separated from his legs and like there's like CG like shiny blood that like connects him back together. Oh it's yeah. Like, that has not dated well. <laughs> well, and also the bat skeletons bursting from everyone was, yeah. was very, very bad. I do love, though, <laughs> when Frost gets put back together, that that was another moment. Yeah. That Blade looks around his shoulder and he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then, uh, but, and then. And he what, mouths it. We got to talk about the best line, maybe the best line in the movie. Mark, do you want to do the honors? The, the, the one where it's just like, there's always someone skiing uphill. Ice sk- I think it's ice skating. Ice skating uphill, that's what yeah. it is. It's always some mother. I don't remember this line uphill. this well. You don't is, remember? Is it, uh, does he say to Frost? Yeah, like he like, after he like uh, blows him up, like when he like puts the finishing blow with all those like explosion serums. Explosion yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, there's always some motherfucker trying to ice skate up here. I forgot. Okay, yeah. It's no, like, I, I don't, I don't, is that a good line, a bad line? It's a great line. I think it's, it's a great line, would, right? It's, I, it's I, a good bad line. I say, I say I'm indifferent. Uh, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a little, kind of a forced line. I don't, I don't know if like someone would say that just rolls Chill off out. the tongue. Something. Do you have a favorite uh, kill phrase? A favorite kill phrase overall? Yeah, like In, of any movie? Um, I think, yeah, Roadhouse. I used to fuck guys like I used you to in prison. Fuck guys like you in prison. That's but but he's the guy that dies. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, kill line after. Um, like I, after a kill. Yeah. Uh, I'm finished by Daniel Plainview and There Be Blood. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> wow. I didn't expect you to have such. Well, yeah, that's a really good answer. Um, that's a good <laughs> answer. I also like the classic. Well. Um, <laughs> um, I think like any Arnold line is pretty great. Um, stick around. Stick around. Stick around comes to mind. Or um, Arnold. <laughs> or I do like Running Man when he says Sub Zero now Plane Zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Too. Yeah. Um, but Blade, yeah, it does have a line. Uh, what does he mean exactly? Someone always trying to ice skate uphill. Um, go against the grain, I guess. I don't know. And that's in response to just Frost trying to like, like create a new rebel system, I guess. Become a god. <laughs> There's always some motherfucker taking out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Karen was able to make this like special like serum, right? To like blow up vampires. Yeah. But the best part about it as well before he beats Frost is Frost thinks it's his serum. But it's really like actual like poison darts yeah. for vampires. That's how he blows them up. Yeah, he, throw, he throws it. The retrieval it. of the serum yeah. is actually pretty sweet. Yeah. That's what I was saying, because he throws it off the cliff earlier, or like yeah. uh, like down the temple walls or whatever, and it gets, we find out it gets trapped in a little crack. Now, these are like little glass like jars. Um, They're really, it's really strong glass. So, yeah, so it's great, because then he, he he's like, <laughs> how am I going to beat glass. this? He's like... <laughs> Like, he's like, how am I going to beat yeah. this guy? He just put him, his body back together. And he goes, oh, there's my glass stuff stuck in the rock. I'm going to throw my sword at it. 
And it's yeah. going to, like, knock it to get loose, and they well, grab it and throw it at him. What knocks it to get loose is the running gag of the the protection thing on the handle. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, the thing. blades yeah. I, like, kick out, yeah. The blades? The, the mini blades. <laughs> the baby blades. Blades, blades. The baby blades I kick out. The blades, blades. But Frost is defeated. Yeah. Uh, too much juice in his system, and yeah. he blows up. Well, it wasn't one either. It was he threw a bunch, the, and then the last one, one was he kicked it into yeah, his head. Exactly. Roundhouse kick in his head. And thus, there is no dwarfism anymore. Uh, I don't know if that sentence works. That Dwarf, dwarfism? <laughs> Stephen Dwarfism? Yeah, the Steve. Stephen Dwarf. <laughs> dwarf. It's Stephen Dwarf. It's not Stephen Dwarf. <laughs> Stephen Dwarf. <laughs> He's uh, Deacon Frost. Yeah. Deacon Frost has smoked his last uh, blue cigarette. Smoked so. his last cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Dwarf. And then they go to Moscow. Well, yeah, so um, the, the ending reveal is that Blade is still doing Blade he's things. Stu- he's still battling. He's still blading. He's just in Russia now. Yeah. Yeah. I- yeah, Blade versus the World is actually Blade too. I can't remember if we already talked about this or not, but I do think it's interesting that he doesn't like hook up with Karen in the end. Yeah, I think that is uh it's interesting that it didn't follow that uh, they hooked cliche. Up, sort of with the, with well, the teeth. With the yeah, teeth. I mean he sucked the crap out of her blood. They <laughs> <laughs> she sucked the crap out of his blood. <laughs> That's, this movie yeah. is definitely right. And then roll the credits. Suck yeah. my blood. So I guess I'd like to uh, just say, like, you know, I think we got through the movie. What did, what did you guys think? Um, it was a really fun time. If uh, if I had a bowl of popcorn, I would have eaten it, and I would have enjoyed myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. I mean, it's horribly dated. It did not age well. Yeah. So you don't like it then. I do. I think it's a really fun time. Wait, and it's not a C, it sounds like a C plus. B, B minus. B minus. I, I, I definitely don't think it's forgettable by any stretch of the mind. Plus, like, it's it's like place yeah. in cinema history is like right. arguably extremely important because uh. the Marvel movies and the Marvel universe and everything that kind of that it sort of like that was kind of the big bang for what has become big movies in for the next yeah. 21 well, years. I think, th- I mean... It was kind of, bla- it was Blade. I think that's uh, a, a bit of an overstatement of, like, without Blade, we're not going to have this all these Marvel movies. Well, it was a hit, right? Like, that was, like, their first It was hit, sort of a hit, it? so, like, kind of break down of some numbers. It had a $45 million budget, and it grossed $70 million. Yeah. Uh, and then it ended up being worldwide. Internationally? Or? International, and it ended up, through its whole run, doing $131 million. So okay, that's that's pretty good. It was a really big hit, and it literally it's a, it's because of yeah. Blade's success is why X Men started, which is like what kicked off the whole thing that comic yeah. book movies yeah. could be good. Wesley Snipes, I wanted to kind of talk about him a little bit. Is he the perfect role for Blade? Like, can you imagine yeah. Blade being played 100%. by anybody else? Like who? Like especially given actors of the time, I honestly don't. I think that he's perfect. Yeah. Or, like. Yeah. I just don't. I can't see anyone doing it at this point. Because Blade is hitting twenty-one years old. Um, if, if Blade was to, because Wesley Snipes isn't doing movies anymore, right? No. I mean, when's the last time you seen Wesley Snipes in a movie? I can't I, even think of it. Yeah, Blade. What? It, <laughs> when, when was the last time Blade Trinity came? Um, if this movie was gonna get made today, like, who would get casted? Michael B. Jordan. That's what I was thinking. It's, or or they might try Will Smith because he's kind of made a renaissance as far as action movies go with, you know, he's in Suicide Squad and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because, like, how would you request, like... Lakeith at Steinfeld. Lakeith Steinfeld. 
Um, <laughs> I know that is Donald Glover. Uh, Donald was, Glover. Yeah. Uh, the Keith uh, Steinfield. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, he's in Atlanta. He's like yeah. the weird guy in Atlanta, and he's also oh, in gotcha. that movie. Sorry to bother you. Oh yeah, right. So he would be Blade. <laughs> he would be Blade. <laughs> uh, who Who would you say would we request uh, recast it? <laughs> who would request as Blade? It has. Ah yeah. oh, man, I I don't know. I, I can't think of anyone like I think Wesley Snipes does such a good job that it's hard for me to even compare like who, I don't, who's someone that would be like Wesley Snipes I, but the thing is I can see other people playing this role I just think Wesley Snipes has the look and the I mean like his tattoos are great I like the haircut I mean there's yeah. a lot of cool visual yeah, stuff the sets about are Blade. amazing like um, the action is yeah. really high quality I think the CG's yeah. terrible and some of the writing's sloppy, but it has a lot. I I really like Blade because, I like I said kind of in the beginning, like what I'm looking for a comic book movie like it this kind of delivers, and I like how you kind of start like you you start in the middle of the movie. It, you kind of like you're just going like there's no like origin story. You don't you know like all of that the origin story is like reverse engineered. And I love when movies kind of do that, you know, like kind of like the midnight, like that's why I like like midnight special where you're just sort of like, you know, the kid's already a genius. Like these already in like, you know, like where you can like start the story where like there's already Nightcrawler. momentum. Yeah. And, and like, I think I grew up at a, you know, a different time where I watched like action adventure movies like Indiana Jones where like, where you know that character has no arc too like indiana jones is indiana jones in every movie and he never changes and i kind of like that or like maybe like mad max and and road warrior like he's there's just no arc to these characters they're just this certain energy and this certain force that i think is just fun and like like what i kind of want out of like a comic style pulpy thing and, you know, like, we're now, I feel like when you watch, like, a comic book movie, there has to be, like, so much, oh, we're serious. Am I the bad one or is the villain the bad one? There's conflict inside of me. Like, I, I, I kind of like it clear, simple, fun, but, like, there's a world there that it's hinted at. And I think Blade does that very well. So, to my particular taste, I would give Blade a B plus and, like, I would watch this movie again. I would definitely watch it again. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a rewatchable movie. For me, I think there's just a little bit too much um, just sloppy writing and just kind of... like It's not flawless. I'm not giving it an A. Yeah, so for me, I just... uh, The movie itself, I I, I think I'm kind of borderline. It's like, it's not really good, but it has some fun action. And I really do enjoy the concept. Um, Reminds me a little bit of what what John Wick is now, where there's like this underground society with stuff, and it's just about one man that can just take on everything and just kind of be a badass. I think there's like a lot to love about it as an action movie, but there's a lot of just kind of you know the cliche villain, um, you know the I don't know if like some of these performances it just kind of feels like I'm in a '90s movie, um, but it's not bad. But for me, it's just not really good. Yeah, just overall. Um, yeah. That's Blade, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many uh, how many vampire bites would you give this out uh, of five vampire bites? Uh, I would, I would, you know, I was thinking about this on the, on the drive over here that I was like, how well, many specifically? How many vampire? Well, bites I was trying to think of like what what my favorite vampire movies are, 
And um, well, let's I, talk about that. What are your favorite vampire well, movies? I would say that number one is Bram Stoker's Dracula for me. I have a very fond affection for that movie. Number two, it would be Let the Right One In, and I think number three would be Blade. Wait, what was number one? Number one is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. Um, and then I can't really. I mean, like. You know, what we do in the shadows, I don't think counts, but I, I mean, do. It is I do, a vampire movie, not, but. But it's not yeah. like a. I love that it's movie. It's a. Con, yeah, I love that movie a lot, but I would. I just don't think that one counts. Like, what would you say uh, about Interview with a Vampire? Oh, that would count, and I would put it much lower. Than Blade? Yes. Oh, interesting. I, that movie I, is so boring. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that one, but it, I, it is a movie. But, I, but I love. I love. Um, I love Let the Right One In. I think that movie is really, really good. I've never seen that I've one. I've never seen that one. Really? Oh, you gotta watch it. But, oh, it's it's really, really good. Um, it was a, it's a Swedish movie, I believe. At least it's Scandinavian. And uh, they do a really, really good job of, like, taking, uh, you know, a genre that's probably well-trodden at that point and then, like, made, like, a new and interesting vampire story. And the ending, I won't spoil for you, is just... Mwah. So that's number two, and then that that was a spoiler, though. Okay, sorry. <laughs> spoiler ending's good. Uh, how many vampire bites are you giving this? I'm giving it out of five. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm giving it five bites. Five bites. Okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I already said my piece. I'm yeah, gonna give it, I'm gonna it, give it three. Uh, I'm gonna kind of sit at the two and a half more three bites because uh it's a movie that is well aware of what it is but um and it's also a movie yeah (laughs) it is a movie so you can't you can't debate that so (laughs) well uh hey it was really fun guys yeah thank you guys for coming on and talking about blade yeah Um, it was a movie so what have we learned today it's a movie it was a movie it was a movie but uh, stay tuned for next week when we're going to be watching Baby Blade yeah. with the little leather diaper. <laughs> Until next week when we do Baby Blade, uh, thank you guys for listening yeah. to the Film and You In show. Ooh. And thank you to the Marks thank you for, for joining me. Us. And thank yes. you for blading. Bye, everyone. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You In show.